This is the EVP Podcast. Did you know that it is now season two of the EVP Podcast? Say what? You're still listening to us. Thank you. Of course they're still listening. They are actually on this like month and a half break that we took. I watched the listens just continue growing even though we weren't pumping out new episodes. Thank you. Thank you. We were sporting that out there in the Vegas, man. Yeah, we were. We were representing. We were. We got several followers on the YouTube. In fact, if you're watching, I'm, I'm wearing my shirt. Yeah, one, one of these days we'll coordinate better and we'll all wear our shirts, but <laughs> going with the B-Hood Are today. we going to have to wear it for every every episode? No. We, we, might, should. we should. No, we I, just, should. I just took a shower before I came over. I'm like, I'm going to throw my EVP shirt on because I didn't wear it. Like You guys were able to wear yours. If I took a shower before I came over, it would be weird because I, I don't want to shower at work. <laughs> you should try no, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks, though. Um, but one thing we didn't talk about, or, well, I, I guess this is our first episode back with the three of us. You guys did uh, the this last This is, week's and episode. in case you aren't sure who the three of us are, I'm Beaker. I'm Ghosty. And I'm DVO. But we also, we, during our little break, you know, a little holiday cheer was happening. And also, we went and snuck away and watched the Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, we, we did. did. Was that during the break? Yes. I or was, was like, it before the break? I don't even know. I don't remember like, the time. I haven't seen snows. you guys in forever. I felt lost. Because we, we, took, we took the break and I sent a message. I'm like, we need to go watch a movie together. So we did. We watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. So good. It was pretty damn good. Nostalgic. All sorts of yes. nostalgia. Because the last episode, or last movie, was that 2016, 2017? The girl With, with all the... The, yeah, the women comedians. It was uh, good. Excuse I thought, me. The last Ghostbusters movie that came out in like 1989. Okay, I see. I know what oh, you're saying. <laughs> you're not counting it because it was not included in the box set. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not in the box set, it's not real. Although it had a lot of funny <laughs> moments because the cast was a hilarious cast. It was just okay. It was just an okay movie. But this movie was pretty good. It was laugh and cry and all the good things. You if you cried, haven't seen it, you, but you cried, cried. You cried. You damn right I did. We all <laughs> held hands and cried. Let's be honest. DVL <laughs> looks over at me and he's like, hey. He's like, stop crying. And I'm like, shut up. I'm not crying. You're crying. He's like, it's too late. I'm like, I know. Well, both you <laughs> girls are crying. Shut up. <laughs> Hold me. Good though. It was good. Man, I totally recommend you watch Ghostbusters Afterlife if you haven't seen it yet. It was postponed. It was worth it. Very worth it. All right, what else we got here? Oh, uh, uh, Beaker just sent um, an EVP to us from one of our previous investigations that we did at the Benson Grist Mill. So Shane from Bear River uh, Paranormal, did, did he send it to you, or how did you get a hold of this? Uh, so he listened to, he was going back and listening to some of our episodes, and on our Benson Grist Mill episode, episode number um, seven, because um, <laughs> we don't keep track. Um, yeah, on our Benson Grist Mill episode, we talked about an EVP that they played for me uh, while we were there because they actually heard it audibly, and then they we went back and listened to the recorder, and it was definitely there. And we talked about it a little bit. He heard it on the episode, and he hit me up and sent it to me. Awesome. You want me to play this? It's a, it's a nine-second clip. Let me play. Hopefully it comes in good, you know, because you were sent a recording you forward that recording to our group message, and I'm going to play it through there. So, you know, it's gone through some sources here. So hopefully the quality still has remained. When you sent it to me, it sounded great. Um, so let's, let's play here and see if you can hear it. Nine seconds here. I heard a baby. Yeah, I just heard a baby. I just totally heard a baby. Now, when you send that over, you know, before you can hear the people saying, I heard a baby, I definitely heard. A baby. Or I thought it was like a giggle, but I'm like, yeah, I can, I can hear. Yeah, it's like a little kid giggling. Maybe we play it again. Right there. Yeah. I heard a baby. Yeah, I just heard a baby. I just totally heard a baby. You little, hear that? A little giggle. So okay, I'm, okay. I'm playing one more time. We play it twice now. So hopefully you guys can kind of catch where it is. Right there. Pretty good. That's, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty that's good. The yeah. that they heard that, and then they then they you know they re- replayed it back and, and they got it. That's, I mean, yeah. They like great. I said, they they heard it when it happened, and shortly after we went to review the audio, and it was it was definitely there. Were yes. we there? 
that night? No. Oh, okay. No, because it was the second potluck. Neither one of you guys showed up. Oh, that's right. So you weren't there. I was. Yes. True story. So it wasn't when we did our Ben's Christmas episode. It was after that. Afterwards. Yeah, it was later on because this was in September. September. End of September, beginning of October. So it was one of those episodes I mentioned it. But yeah, that was EVB. And I appreciate him sending that over to us so we can and play it. And yes, thanks, Shane. Thanks, Shane. I'm sure, I don't know if they played it on their podcast or not, uh, or if they're going to play it on an upcoming episode. But uh, when you're done listening to us, if you feel like it, go check out the BRP podcast. BRP, Bear River Paranormal Podcast. Yes. Well, anything else? Uh, I think this is the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. I, just came, I just came back from oh. break. I need to. We gave you guys a, a lot. Baby, baby steps. <laughs> two, two hour episode last week. Um, this week it's 10 minutes. <laughs> no, Beaker, what do you got for us this week? Nothing. Okay, we are The bell. Doing. I need to put the bell closer. Um, okay. Someone actually told me they think it's hilarious when we do the bell when we mention Brandy's name. And then she also thought it was funny when I just kind of like, it's too far away. And, <laughs> and for those of you, if you can see on YouTube, I don't know if you can see where we had the bell. It was literally like within arm's reach. We yes. just didn't feel like doing it. There, was a, there would have been a lean needed. There's Yeah, a lean. And it was like, you know, right after we got back from Vegas. I think it was actually the night after we got back. But we were both still tired. Six hours in the car together. A lot Twice. of touching. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> romantic, really bonded. A romantic getaway. Um, sexy. Yeah. So no. Our sexy um, Vegas trip. <laughs> sexy days. So this episode, we're going to travel back in time. Because that's the thing, time travel. We have a time machine. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to June 10th, 1912. Been All there. the way to Villisca, Iowa. Sounds like a great town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds it's a great town. Nice, quiet town where you got a family of six. Uh, you got Josiah Moore, his wife, Sarah, and then his children. That, uh, yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. They had children. Had children. They he all. had children. <laughs> they had, uh, there was Herman, and then there was, uh, I believe she went by Catherine, there was Boyd, and there was Paul. Uh, ages 11, 10, 7, and 5. Uh, Josiah was 43, and Sarah was 39. Now, on Sunday the 9th, they went to church in this quiet little town, this this farming town. And um, they they had a like a children's day like pageant that was at the Presby- Presbyterian church there that Sarah actually put together. Mm-hmm. And on the way home, there was the uh, oldest daughters, I believe, um, Catherine's, uh, her two friends. They were named Ina and Lena, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Stillinger. And sisters. Sisters that didn't live too far away. They were friends with, uh, like I said, Catherine. And she decided that, you know, it would be fun to have a sleepover. So she invited them oh. to sleep over. So you've got six kids and two adults in this house. Uh, the pageant, I guess, ran from about like seven thirty, seven o'clock, um, and they got home probably between nine thirty and ten o'clock that night, mm-hmm. and you know had dinner. They went to bed, and the next morning they didn't wake up. They didn't wake up. No, the neighbor, the next door neighbor. Um, well, it's true. Don't say no. It's true. They didn't wake up. They, they didn't <laughs> wake up. They did not wake up. Um, the next morning, at about five o'clock in the morning, their neighbor Mary Peckman Peckham. I uh, was out hanging laundry and noticed that no one was like up at the Moore house quite yet. And she thought it was a little weird uh, about seven o'clock in the morning. She's out there again. Noticed like all the animals were still locked up. You know, the chickens were still in the coop. Um, everything was still tied up and there were still no signs of like anyone kind of stirring, nothing going on in the house. So she went and knocked on the door. So remember this is 1912. So people basically ran their own, Farms, farm, whatever, to basically provide for them. Chickens, cows. I'm sure yeah. they had a bunch of animals they needed to feed. Yeah. Um, so she went and knocked on the door. No answer. So I think one of the, the hands, the, the workers that came, showed up to help out on the farm, uh, showed up. And then she went home to call Rossmore, Josiah's brother, and let him know, hey, you know, I don't see anyone up. This just seems a little weird. So he comes over. Got a set of keys, and uh, I guess he just happened to have a copy of the he keys had, in the had, house. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, the, the house is locked from the inside. Um, 
He has a copy of the keys. He gets in the house. In the basement there, off the parlor, is the guest room where... Uh, the two, the two sisters, sisters. The Stillinger sisters. That's where they were spending the night. He went in there, uh, opened the door, and found them on the bed, uh, faces covered with clothes, and they they were uh, dead. They had been killed. And so he went back outside. Um, Mary never came in the house. She said she said she stayed on the porch. Uh, when Ross came back out, he instructed her to call Hank, um, the local like police officer, yeah, and to have him come over. Um, somewhere in that time period or that t- time frame, when Hank was on his way, like this this news spread like wildfire. That there was like there's murders that happened at the Moore House. It's probably again nineteen twelve. It's probably like a small town. Everyone knows everybody probably back then. I think then. it was like maybe I think now maybe like twenty five hundred people. So mm-hmm. I can imagine only how how big it was then. But like yeah, twelve. News, yeah, there's <laughs> half of the town. Thirteen. Well, there was uh, if that was the case, there was only like um, four left after this. Yeah, it's probably um, the two other houses. We're bad. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, People by the hundreds showing up to this house to see these dead bodies. So they find that, like, the two sisters, the whole family, like, all eight people are bludgeoned to death by an axe. Um, they've determined that the axe oh, was owned by Josiah. And the thing that they thought was interesting is that, first off, this is still to this day, like, over 100 years later. Yeah. We're looking at like 110 years now, this year. Uh, it's still unsolved. They still have no idea who did it. Right. But they. They found a couple things um, that were unusual in this house. One was all the mirrors and windows were like, all the windows were, the blinds were drawn. The ones that didn't have blinds, clothes were hung up over the windows. Um, All the mirrors, everything covered up. All the bodies covered up with clothes. Um, Only one of them had the sharp end of the axe, and that was Josiah. He got the sharp end of the axe. Um, The rest were bludgeoned to death with the backside of the axe, and Mm -hmm. There's even on the ceiling, I think they're still there to this day, um, like uh, grooves in the ceiling from when he was swinging up and uh, the axe hitting the ceiling. And they know it happened uh, during the murders because there was actually like dust particles from the ceiling that were on the beds when the bodies were found. Um, they also and, and these f- houses, again, again, 1912, so these houses are really small. Like the doors are probably like five feet tall. Um the ceilings were maybe maybe six or seven feet tall. You know, it was there wasn't a lot of room, right? I, I guess I saw I you saw you videos the inside. Ceiling. Yeah, like I could I could my head would probably be touching the ceiling if I walked in there. Definitely beakers. Mine would, yeah, I'd be ducking for sure. So yeah, so and, and where where the uh, where Josiah and Sarah, the parents, where they slept, um, it looked like it was almost. Uh, it wasn't like a flat. Uh, ceiling above them looked like kind of slanted down. Yeah, so, slanted. so definitely not a lot of room. Um, so maybe that's why the killer had to give a couple, maybe a good wax to really make sure the job was done. Well, and I find it interesting that he only used the sharper axe on one of them. He used the back end, the blunt end. But it makes it. sense to me though, because as most likely, right? He, he's he's the father. He's the man of the house. He's going to be the strongest. So you got to go for him first. You want to make sure the first whack. Takes care of them, or the first multiple. And I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's quiet. It's that like quiet kills too. So, as he's killing, nobody's waking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a single person woke up, except for possibly Lena. Yes. Um, we'll but, get to that. But that's weird. Like, so I mean, you're laying in bed next to someone. They're getting hit by an axe, and you don't wake up. That's a little unusual. It's probably mm, not as... That's why he probably went with a, with a sharp end first. It's with, probably with not as unusual as, um, you know, someone firing six or seven rounds in a house, killing an entire family, like in Amityville. Right, right. Because um, an axe is, you know, a lot more quiet. But <laughs> the fact that, like, even, like, watching some of the episodes of, like, Kindred Spirits that you guys watched and then Ghost Adventures, that's creaky as shit in that house. Yeah, so I mean, it makes sense for me. You know, when they when they go for Josiah, he's going to be first. He gets the sharp end a couple times. Then you go for for Sarah next to Which him. Which means as he's walking through the house, it's going to be creaking. Yeah, yeah. And so, and that's probably why the the police estimated was around midnight when the murders happened. So they wanted to make sure everyone's really I would, deep asleep. I bet you he came in and killed the two sisters in the front room first apparently those are the last two to die really yeah oh probably he didn't even know they were in there because they were well, in the basement and so they found in the attic upstairs they found two cigarette butts 
So he so was they think he was there. hanging out in the house upside upstairs like smoking, and then after he was sure everyone went to bed, he came down, and uh, watching some of the videos, the door to the attic leads like right into the parents' bedroom. So like when he comes out, he's like right there, right there with yeah, the parents. Wow. And then he went in and killed the four children of the Moors, the four Moor children. Because they're all in one room. All four in one room. And, you know, if, if their ages are from 11 to 5, you know, probably one good blunt whack would probably take care of each one of them. Yeah. You know, being as, as small as they were. And then, and then the two, the Stillinger sisters were 8 and 12. So still, still all, all, all young. Um,. Well, I think after he killed the Stillinger sisters, I think he went back upstairs and just started going away at Josiah's face again. How dare you assume it's a male? As a male, I am offended. <laughs> you just assume all of us males are murderers? How dare you? Yeah. Could be a her. Could she. be. Highly unlikely. <laughs> Women are also capable of murder, by the way. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, we keep saying murder because because there was two cigarettes. They think there could, possibly two possible people. could have been two. Possibly but two. but there's only one axe used, most likely. I think it was just one person. I think. Well, I think one of the rumors was... As a detective. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's well, we are parent. We are in... Investigators of the paranormal. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you think we've okay? Been trained. I, so, I was thinking about the creaking floors uh-huh. with this many people living in a house, and it's not that big of a house. Somebody's waking up, going to the bathroom, yeah. and doing stuff. They're probably used to right. somebody. Someone wants to. One of the kids wants to drink some drink of water. Someone's got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So maybe they're used to somebody walking around the house okay. in the middle Fair of the enough. night. I mean, that's a lot of people. In the I'll give you that. Yeah. So six. I can see how that could be a normal sound. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And, you know, if he, if he goes and takes care of the parents first, maybe he kills the dad first with a sharp end and the axe is getting stuck and having those issues. And so maybe he turns it around for the rest of the family. I like the way this guy thinks. <laughs> Apparently he's had some experience. As a former people. murderer. As a former serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> How well do you really know your brother? <laughs> he's like, I was there. No, but that, we that went would to make sense, yes. Together. Yeah, it would. Yeah. All right, next next case. Well, and then, like, like Baker was just saying, you know, and then he came back to Josiah. Because um, it, it, it seemed like he, he the murderer killed everybody, then went back and just really did a number on It's Josiah. like he had some personal vendetta against him or something. He just yeah. went to town. I guess he bludgeoned him so much that, like, even they couldn't find his eyes or something like that. Like, his just, face was pretty much just gone. Mince wow. meat. They found, like, brain matter on the walls and everything. So, yeah. That's not all they found. What else? The four-pound four pound, uh, bacon. Slab of bacon. I didn't hear this you one. Didn't hear, you haven't heard about the bacon? No. Did you hear about the bacon? I've heard of something like this a long time ago. So, in, in the cylinders, the room the cylinders room. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with, with Lena, the older one, they, yeah. that's one they think that might have woken up. Um, just because of the way your body was positioned and they had, and she was, probably wasn't used to hearing all the creaking. So maybe this was, that probably woke her up. She, she, you know, they don't live in this house. So they probably were not used to all this creaking around. Probably not. Yeah. Um, they found what looked to have been like a defensive wound on one of her arms. Yeah. So maybe that's she put her they, hand up to block it or something. Yeah. That's why they think that she possibly woke up. Um, one of the things that they did find with her is that her nightgown or whatever was up above her waist yeah. and she was not wearing any undergarments. I mm-hmm. guess they found those under the bed. Um, but nearby in the room, um, I think there was two, I've heard it was like a four pound slab of bacon. And I've also heard there was two, like two pound slabs of bacon wrapped in a dish towel. Um, there's two rumors or theories on to why there was this bacon. One is he was planning on taking it with him and he just forgot. It was like in their fridge or something. Yeah. The, the other thing was, is, you know, being it wrapped in a towel and all that, they think that it might've been like a makeshift uh, female private parts mm. that he was using. Um, I guess they they because her, because her nightgown was up and she wasn't wearing any, uh, any undergarments. They think that he possibly had uh, molested her. Yeah. But I guess the doctors had like ruled that out, saying that didn't happen. Thank um, goodness, though. Yeah. They 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 said that none of the people were. He didn't do anything to anybody. Um, other than kill him. <laughs> but um, 
They also found in the kitchen a like a glass of bloody water and a, like an uneaten sandwich. So it's hmm. like the dude like made himself a meal before leaving and just like didn't eat it and then just like left. Maybe he was about to, then they came home or something. But here's my thing, right? Like if if it, that's there, well, yeah, that, that rules that out because then they would have came home and saw it. So yeah. he did this afterwards. But also, like you smell cigarettes. Like yeah, you don't that's think what they'd get thinking. home. I, I just thought of this now. Like why? If because when their bedroom was right next to the attic, why would they not smell that stale cigarette? Smoke? I'm thinking he probably just smoked after he killed them. He went, he, like, he went back in the attic to smoke. Probably, and then went Man. back in and bludgeoned the face. After he just killed everybody, he's probably in there smoking. Do you think, why Why we in the attic? Why not just walk in while he's walking around? Who's the serial killer here? <laughs> True, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't question him. <laughs> he has experience. <laughs> Listen, we're going to crack this case right now, all right? We're going to crack this case here on the EVP podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe he, after he killed everybody, kind of, going through his thoughts about everything, smoking cigarettes, and then goes, you know what? F this guy. Goes back in, and then no one ain't, ain't no one going to recognize his face. Go so you don't play that. Oh, and now whoops. I'm going to... Oh, is that the end of the episode? Are we done? He um, just confessed. Dang it. I knew time travel was a thing. But after he did all that, he's like, you know, I'm going to make a sandwich. But I'm not going to eat it. He probably got, was all grossed out with himself. So I'm disgusting. I'm this, a pig. No. I'm just going to eat myself There's all this bacon. Blood in the water. I can't. I just. I. I'm done. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't hear that part. I, I. I. Last minute, I found out about the whole mirrors being covered. I didn't know about that part till, till uh, like m- the most recent thing. That that was news to me. I was surprised to hear that. Like, why? Maybe they had bought all that bacon just recently because they're so sleepover. They're going to have all this uh, bacon. Probably there. for breakfast. Yeah, because they, they had, he had was visitors. Gonna, I'm thinking he was going to steal the bacon and take yeah. it with him, just yeah. like the sandwich, and he just didn't for some, whatever reason. I am mind-boggled by the whole covering the mirrors. Was that before or after? Well, that'd be a lot just, more creeping around if you're putting Maybe it. He it wasn't just the mirrors, somewhere. though. He covered all the bodies' faces, too. Maybe yeah. he's all weirded out, like, don't look at me. Spirits come looking at me through mirrors and dead bodies gazing at me, maybe. I don't know. What's that? Oh, my. I can't remember what that one culture believes about mirrors and, like, spirits being trapped in mirrors or something like that. That's what I was kind of thinking. Because I know at Myrtle's Plantation, oh. don't they cover up the one mirror? Well, that's that was something else because something was that's happening something else, with that. But, yeah. yeah. Um, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Like in some cultures, when when like someone's deceased, they cover all the mirrors, and I don't know why. So if you're listening and you know why, please enlighten us. Yeah, maybe we'll figure it out here in a minute. But, and I don't know what to search. I don't know what to search for. <laughs> but it's something like they cover the mirrors so like the souls, the spirits don't get lost or get trapped in the mirror or something. I have no idea. So maybe this mm. dude was like had some weird, like religious belief, or heard something and was like, I don't want no ghost chasing me after this. That is interesting. Yeah, that really boggles me why they would cover up. Again, well, there was a this, wasn't this during the same time as the whole spiritual awakening thing with everybody. Uh, this was nineteen twelve. Oh no, no, that was movement was that like was mid eighteen hundreds. Okay, yeah, that was more Civil War time, right? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so this was after that, and so maybe he's just going off of some beliefs he heard from his parents. Maybe that's yeah. very possible. I have no idea. Yeah, I do. Stuff is still fresh. Stuff is still fresh and going on with this whole spiritual movement. They did find the axe too. Like he left the axe in the bedroom the Stillinger girls were in. Yep. And it still had blood on it, but it looked like he had attempted to wipe the blood off. Glass, dirty, dirty, bloody glass right there. Yep. Yeah, he's like dipping maybe a yeah. cloth in there or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Trying to wipe his. Usually when I'm doing it, it's like, oh, <laughs> did it again. <laughs> maybe he made the sandwich and he heard the first like knock on the door. And he's like, I'm out. About around 7 in the morning? Well, yeah, 7 in the morning. Maybe. I don't know. Because uh, it have been daylight. Hard day of, look, hard day of killing. You need a sandwich before you leave. Knock that's on the door. What, that's you sneak out the back. another cigarette right before you left. Well, the police estimate it happened between 12 and f- oh, 5. Gosh. Yeah, 12 and 5, yeah. 12 and 5, because yeah. 5 a.m. is when the Mary came out to hang her laundry. Right, right. So, yeah. Probably seen Mary didn't see the family come home because she said she went to bed at 8 o'clock that night. At a proper time. Yeah. As we do. (laughs) At 8. 
we're not recording at midnight on a Sunday. Um, yeah. So like, since then, they think that there's a lot of hauntings going on. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, still a lot of hauntings going on. I've seen so many videos, so many people have been there. We want to go there. I know our friend Dave wants to go there. Um, but I, th- I think the way the investigation went down was like so interesting. The fact that like they, the court investigations for the potential well, just, just the murders. beginning, like I said, where people by the hundreds were coming through and walking through the house before like Valeska National Guard got there and like shut everything down. So, so there's just, so, everybody's just walking through looking oh, yeah. at dead bodies. Yeah, just people they That's heard about it hearing, just like walking but I wasn't through the sure house. Exactly how yeah. that went down. Like, yeah. It sounded pretty blatant, like that's exactly what happened. But I was like, "No way!" Yeah. Hundreds, hundreds of people just walking that's, through. That's what it says on on the official like website of Leska Axe Murders. Come to her, everybody. There's still maggots haven't came out yet, <laughs> right? Uh, people like touching the axe and looking at it. Like they're like, so, "Hey, want to see like, a dead all, body?" Pretty much all the <laughs> evidence was like six dead bodies. <laughs> eight. How about eight? Eight, eight dead eight. bodies. <laughs> Two? You've seen two? How about four? Well, we've got six. Nope. Just kidding. There's eight. Two more. Um, we got eight. But, like, yeah, possible, like, all this possible contaminated evidence because people just trolling through the house. Did wow. you look at the people that they uh, interrogated or, or brought in for questioning? There was a couple of them. There's quite One a guy even confessed. Twice? Twice. He confessed. They tried him twice. And what was his name? Uh, that was Reverend Gene Kelly. George. George Reverend Kelly. George Kelly. So he was a... Traveling, traveling reverend he was like a traveling and he was in guy. town this same weekend at the at the at their church he was at their church but he was at the uh the child's day of pageant thing but and he's he was, also he was he was kind of told he screwed up he had like a mental breakdown when he, he was, was younger Tom. he was he had a mental breakdown when he was younger became a reverend was on trial for being yeah, basically being a peeping tom but he was asking like he's asking like women to send him nudes and stuff like that like that that were i guess it maybe in his parish or i don't know what exactly but but anyway he's he's been convicted of this and then he's a traveling reverend and he's he's like at their church and so he was a big suspect and he couldn't he confessed but they're like he's he's out of his mind like they they, they didn't feel like the jury it was a hung jury the first trial uh, because they just like he's he's not competent to stand trial he's he's not competent but yet he's preaching you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah. The second, then they then they bring him back in, and it's uh, I don't remember. It, he's acquitted. Yeah. Same type of thing. They're like he he can't stand on trial. He's and because he did confess the second time, but they said it was after like hours of interrogation that he finally just confessed. And but they he think confessed they, both they, times. There was like a bruise on his cheek, so they think like the interrogators might have like beat him up, beat him up, coerced the the uh, confession. Mm-hmm. So they kind of threw the whole thing out and. They didn't find him guilty. And he gave good details of, of what happened. But they also were like... Everybody walked through. Well, not necessarily that, but it was like... Yeah, that that would correlate to what really happened. Um, so either he did do it, or he just was playing it out in his head how he would have done it. And Because he's so jacked up. They're like, yep, that's what someone like him would say. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then there was um, Andy. Andy Sawyer. Yeah. He was a transient. Did he have beef with old owner of the house? Nope. He was just in town that week on a job or something. People thought he was weird because he slept with his ex. He slept with his ex, and he did. Did he threaten the court? He did. Something, he did threaten somebody that like he chopped them up. So either either like in court he threatened or like or yeah, he threatened was somebody. Like that officer or something when they were questioning him, he's like, "I'll cut your heads off." Or something like that, but <laughs> they uh, decided it wasn't him either. But what I thought was interesting, if you watch the uh, Ghost Adventures episode, um, when they are using the spirit box section, and it's you know sometimes you hear those EVPs, you hear the stuff come through the spirit box, and they kind of guess at what it says. To me, this one was very clear. They're like asking who this is murderer, who are we talking to, and very clear you can hear it say Andy. Yeah, we that was, was we, we we did get some we actually had some of the recordings from the. From the Ghost Adventures. I don't think we have the Andy one, but we have a few of them here that we can play okay. and see if people can. Yeah, there, can there make was out. there was one. Um, they, you can hear it plain as day. It, yeah, it I says, heard that. It, it says does. Andy. Yeah. I think that was the on the spirit box, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
So do you guys want to get into the whole paranormal? Because, I mean, this is a paranormal podcast, not a case-solving podcast. So should we get into the paranormal of it? Yes, yes, well, yes, Well, there, yes. there was one more. Like, oh, I didn't want to talk about, like, the three main Yes, please four. do. So there's another guy. Um, oh, I don't remember his name. But there was a guy that, like, there was other murders that happened in, like, Kansas nearby. Um, was it? Find it there. Yeah, list here. It was probably this one, William. Um William Mainsfield. Well, it seemed like there was a string across America, maybe the Midwest, of axe murders. But at the time, it seemed... I, I didn't find it too unusual myself when I was reading that because I thought that was probably very common to have is axe around because you, you need well, firewood, you need... There was one guy that actually, like, uh, I think he killed his parents. Yeah, and they, after the after this murder. But there were some of them where they actually found... Uh, the similar things where the windows and the mirrors were covered. Ah, um, I didn't read that part. Frank Jones uh, was actually a local state senator, mm-hmm. and uh, Josiah used to work for Frank at his store. Josiah left and opened his own store, and kind of thus creating competition. So there was some beef between those two. Well, Josiah and Sarah, um, the, the parents, they actually, what I read, they were actually pretty affluent. Like they had, they had money. So it looks like his business, just his business, was doing fairly well, which maybe could have made Frank Jones a little jealous. And they think they don't think he actually did it. They think he might have hired someone to do it. Yeah. And then there was another. There was like Henry Moore, no relation. I guess he was another person that was like on trial for an axe murder. Um, those are like kind of the top ones, the, the top suspects. Um, I just I I thought it was interesting just mentioning Andy real quick because of the EVP they got on Ghost Adventures. When they're like, hey, who are we talking to? And you yeah. hear Andy. So, um, No, he says, who did it? Who did it? And you hear Andy. And then there's several other EVPs, and it looks like you've got them written down here. Um, but Ghost Adventures, I thought it was very interesting uh, what they did in that episode. Um, when they when they were first like interviewing some of the local investigators yeah. who kind of run mm-hmm. the tours, they're sitting there talking. and In the kids' room with the four kids. Yeah, room. And, and the closet door like slammed shut on them yeah. while they're sitting there talking. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> um, right, right in front of their faces. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, they brought in a cop that uh, they also had the, the what was supposedly the, the actual murder weapon. Yes. Because uh, I guess the the rumor is that Hank, the, the sheriff that had the axe, took it to like the Masonic Temple and forgot it. So when he went to trial, he bought a different axe and brought that with him for the trial. And... So this dude that owns uh, this like museum there in Velisca mm-hmm. has an axe, and he claims it's the actual murder weapon. Yeah, that was owned by Josiah. And so they they took that with them to the house, mm-hmm. and um, through the they also brought this this uh, former police officer that lives there in Iowa or in Velisca. They brought him in for about an hour to do EVP sessions. This dude's like 100 percent skeptic, doesn't believe in ghosts and all that, and. Um, they had this one EVP that they heard. It was the first one they got uh, about 50 minutes into this investigation. And it even had this guy like, you know, he straight up says, I didn't hear this when it happened. And uh, this is this is what they heard when they went back and reviewed their, so I'll, their evidence. I'll play it. I'm play it again. So there's, there's four words. I easily picked up the first two. The last two I, I struggled with. How about you guys? You guys pick up? Yeah, the first two, you can hear that. Uh, Which and is, the last I one, killed. the well, last word, you kind of hear more of the last word. Yeah. And that, that was the same for them. Like, when they were first playing it, they just they would put up on the screen, I killed, and then blank, blank. Yeah. Because they couldn't hear it at first. And then it was like, after listening to it over and over again. They brought the former, the other investigators in that yeah. investigate the house. And they and picked up on they it. They determined that it says, I killed six kids. So I'll play it again. And you can hear people talking as it's, this is going on as well. But yeah, if you just listen to the breathy sounds, mm-hmm. don't listen to the background sounds, but you can hear it. Yeah, I definitely hear I killed. And the other two, um, I, I struggle with it. I still struggle with it, but. It just sounds like a staticky. Killed, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The, on the last word, you can kind of hear the K. It sounds, you can hear the K sound. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's what it actually says. You can definitely hear the I killed. Um, while they were reviewing this evidence, 
they had like a, a static uh, motion centered camera. Oh my god! Upstairs. So at this point, no one in the house, right? Yeah. They because they're they, all like outside. They're in this outside. They're in a place. barn. They're reviewing their EVP sessions. They're reviewing their audio to see if they got anything. And in the upstairs, that that door that leads into the attic, you hear some footsteps, and then that door just slams shut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gozi, talk about that. So I was kind of seeing something in that video. Where with, with, explain when you say seeing something like well, when you yeah, said so that when you first said that eyes. I thought you were talking about you saw like a string or something like that. So when they showed that video, I was like kind of seeing a, a figure there, not with my eyes, but how I've talked about before, but like your third and, eye. Yeah, with my mind's eye, and it looked like you see something kind of walk by and slam it. And as I'm seeing it, it kind of. I'm seeing that, and it's doing that, and then the door is moving. So it's kind of like playing out right in synchronicity in my, you know, as I'm seeing it. It was pretty wild, but I see someone tall. After well, the back anyone seems tall TV. in that house, by the way. Yeah. Right, but it seems like a really tall, <laughs> like a giant. skinny guy. Not It could be the dad. It could be, I don't know how the dad looks or, or how the killer would look, but it looks like a tall, skinny person, and they're kind of like, looks like they're kind of standing against the wall. And they kind of step out and slam it and walk away. Hmm. Interesting. I'd have to go back and watch it again. I was watching it on it's my It's probably iPad. one of the best evidence I've seen on the show. It was awesome. And I don't really remember this episode. because Okay, by the way, if you guys haven't seen this Ghost Adventures, it's season four, episode 12. So it's pretty early on in the Ghost Adventures uh, show running. <clears throat> but, I didn't see the body. I don't see. Um, I didn't see any like. I was going to say, that's the. That's the the, the face. The, that's the father. The it's probably one of the kids. best evidence I've ever encountered on Ghost Adventures where you hear a couple footsteps and then the door just slams. The door is completely open, by the way. It's not like it's open a little bit or halfway. It's completely, the door is completely open and against the wall. And then it's, it's slammed shut, all the way shut. Incredible evidence. It's it not like really a 90 cool. degree thing. It's like 180s. Yes. Like. Yeah. Yeah, the words, it's like a full closed or like open to like... This thing, yeah, this thing is a full 180 degrees, like you said. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. most doors, like, they open into a wall. And like, stop it's at right 90 there, degrees. 90 degrees. This was open 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. And then the completely slammed shut. Now, they brought in two former re- two sisters that were former residents of this house. Um, and when they moved, they said when they moved in, they were younger girls, but they had no idea that murders had taken place in this house when they moved in. And uh, they would hear like girls like, crying and yeah, crying and laughing and things like they they would hear little girls' voices. And there was six right, four or four girls right, four little girls that that uh, that died. Oh, so there was three. You might be right. It was Catherine, Mary, and her two friends, right? Yeah, because yeah, it was yeah, three so brothers. Three. Yeah, three so girls. you know he hears. They heard they heard three girls, and uh, they would tell their parents. Their parents didn't believe and just said it was you know just their imagination. And then they said one time their dad was sharpening one of his knives, and it just looked like his arm as he was as he was sharpening. He you know he was sharpening away from himself, which most people would do. And as they said it looked like his da- their dad got pressure on his arm, and it he turned and stabbed himself with his own knife. So you know if he's sharpening away from himself, you're not really going to come in. A, attack yourself so they thought that was pretty interesting they didn't get into much detail the sisters did not want to be there they 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 didn't give much more so they, they even apologized i'm sorry i can't do this interview like yeah, the one just, just fled the house the other yes. one, she's like I, I she had to sit down and she just felt very uncomfortable and easy in the house um but i can only imagine like living in this house where there's a lot of uh all this negative energy growing yeah. up as a, a small child Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Going back to the, this episode, then they did a spirit box section uh, session, and a lot of things kind of came through on this. They got they got qu- quite a few things. I, I didn't hear it all myself, um, but they, they 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 got they got a lot of good stuff. They got uh, they asked, I can't remember if they asked a question. They heard no come through yeah, the spirit the no box. Came very so clear. again, if you guys don't know what the spirit box is, we've talked about it multiple times down here but just as a reminder it's when uh, the device is sweeping through white static noise and they're asking questions and if when you hear multiple syllables come through it's a very good sign that's something paranormal because these are just sweeping you know milliseconds at a time through through a station they heard the word no come in they heard the word lena which is one of the stillinger sisters that, that was a visiting 
Yeah, they asked who they were talking to. Yeah, and they said, said Lena. Lena. But that was like a, it sounded like an older. Yeah, woman. it sounded like an older voice. Yeah, when, when Lena would have been you know twelve years old. Um, they heard "Wanna Play." They heard the name Paul, which was one of the which was one of the the boys, the young boys. Um, they heard the words "Everyone's Fine," and then and then Andy, um, which is yeah. which was the transient when they said who when they asked you. yeah who, yeah, who but you? but he went by I mean I, I know in, he said in the court case he went by Andrew so you know that that's probably his full name so I don't know if if he went by Andy if he was known by Andy, but everything I read was always referred to him as Andrew. Well, that's his proper name. That's his God-given name. <laughs> um, and then, and then they did another EVP session, and they got uh, five responses. I didn't, I didn't catch all of them. You know, some of them, some I, didn't sound. It yeah, sounds like more of a stretch. Like, yeah. It was a stretch. Yeah. And so I, in fact, I think kind of all of them were stretches. But this is this is what they got. They this got, is more of the longer syllables that they try to make some. Sentences. If, if you didn't through. watch the episode, was this this was like the time when um, Zach brought the axe in to the house and said, "Hey, if you want to keep murdering people, go ahead." And he put he kind of propped the axe up that they could and right he above laid his head. Down he laid on down. The floor. He's like, "If you want to keep someone, slam this axe in my face." And I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, okay. And so Nick was recording, and and also they both had EVPs, and so they got they got five EVPs coming through. It was we're gonna keep them in the dark. And that's the thing is listening to that one, the part where it says in the dark. I don't know if you have that one. Ready I to do. That's one I have. I got, I got two of these five. And this, this is one of them. So uh, play this one. Okay. And then we'll analyze. Show me that you're still here and you're still hurting people. You need to leave them alone. So I played it how many times? Twice, twice there? Yeah, I'll I played do, it twice. I'll do it again. The keep them, I hear pretty clear. The you, keep you them. hear keep them, and then it's like really quick. I don't know how they're getting in the dark out of that. It sounds like one yeah. syllable to me. I don't know how you're getting in. It just Play says, it again one hear, more time. Keep yeah. them, and then it to me it just sounds like one syllable after keep them. We're gonna keep them here. We're gonna keep Maybe. them here. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it or sounds like, I like keep one. Keep it sharp. We're gonna mm, keep it sharp. I keep it sharp. It's it's literally one syllable, so I'm not sure how they got in the dark out of that. Yeah, I keep it sharp. Interesting. Or we'll keep them here. Yeah, that, that, that's maybe that's why he used the back end of the axe. Maybe. I keep it sharp. Keep it sharp. Mm-hmm. They also got because they don't step in heaven yet. This one was stretched. That was stretched. Um, You're going to give up blood? Again, I I had a hard time hearing. I was like, I'm having a hard time hearing this. Yeah, and this would be weird, like, sentences for somebody using these situations. Yes. uh, This one, this next one didn't make sense. The fourth one, Herman's going to get you? Herman's one of the kids. I can yeah. get that. I can I understand heard that. that. I heard Herman. So I can understand something like that where he's a kid and plays games. And if yeah. they know they're dead now and they're ghosts and they're like, well, I'm going to get you. you know? Yeah, but I, I heard maybe Herman. I didn't really get maybe the Maybe he's a, a, a playful ghost. Maybe. Does butt touches. <laughs> Is that the, what's the other one you have? And then the last one, it's a gathering place. So they this, were talking this about one, the church, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. they asked... They asked about the church, and this is this is what they get. Yeah, so I got this one. It's a gathering place. It's a gathering place. That one I can hear. It's a gathering. Yeah, maybe place is the last word, but right. That, that yeah, I could definitely hear. It's a gathering. So we play it again. I can see it saying place, but I, for me, what's really clear about this one is it's a gathering. It's yeah. a gathering mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I think he's referring to the church. Yeah, where it's like it's a before. gathering, and then the psh sound, and it could be yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it was pretty interesting. Um, now, 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 you know, again, we're a paranormal podcast, so 
are, are, are do you guys think that the, the kids are still there do you think yeah. um whoever was there they just brought this negative entity in with them because they just i mean the whole covering the mirrors thing really blows my mind and and that's where i'm also kind of thinking that's where some of the paranormal begins something's up with this person's head i don't know it's, it's, it's fascinating well, and the, I mean, I know you tried to explain it with no one waking up, and it, it all makes sense, but at the same time, like, let's say there is something negative there influencing them, kind of like in the DeFeo case, that's somehow keeping them from hearing what's going on around them. Like, it's a possibility that I know it's a stretch, but I, I think you're more accurate in, in your uh, your assertion. assertion, assertion? Uh, I don't know words. <laughs> what you guesstimated happened. Yep, that works. <laughs> I got it. Uh, I think that's more plausible. Hypothesize. That your hypothesized theory theory is most likely correct um, in what happened, but I don't know. I, I know I do know this. What I thought was interesting is um, a couple years ago, I did this episode on my previous podcast, and I showed Brandy a picture of the house and didn't tell her what it was. Like just the outside, the inside? Just the outside of the house. Okay. Didn't tell her what it was. And I, I just I showed it to her. I'm like, hey, what do you get from this? And um, she had no idea what it was. Never even heard of this place before. Even after I told her what it was, she's like, I've never heard of it. Um, she mentioned to me that there was a lot of sadness, a lot of anger. Hmm. And then she's like, there's something to do with an axe in this house. Oh, wow. Not knowing anything about the house. Right. Not knowing what it was that I was showing her. The fact that she put, picked up on, like, I remember her picking up on the sadness, the anger. Um, and the fact that there was an axe used. Somewhere. Right. She's like, there's something to do with an axe with this house. And that's when I explained to her, I'm like, it's the Veliska axe murder house. So I thought that was really interesting, the fact that she didn't know shit about this house. It is and, interesting. Um, Did you guys just get scared? I got scared just now. <laughs> yeah, I forgot there was other people here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I got scared. My daughter walked in. <laughs> yeah, the corner I... Because there's something blocking my view, and I just see the, the bottom of the door open. I'm like, wait, did I just see something happen in the corner? <laughs> the door just closed on its own. Yeah, that's what I thought. But, I know. It had but, nothing but to do with the But daughter walked in, that what happened? Yeah. Person. She yeah. kind of peeked in the door. Well, she oh. just closed the door. We're, we're, oh. we're loud assholes. It is 1230 in the morning. Because yeah. there's something blocking my view, so I just see the bottom of the door. I'm like, did something just move in the corner of my eye? Pretty sure she has school in the morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're kind of loud. Oh, um, gosh. I got the chills because look, I still got the chicken skin. I just saw the, the door. I'm like, holy shit, the door just moved. The chicken skin? You ever yeah. heard of that? No. Goosebumps. Goosebumps, Goosebumps yes. Yeah. The chicken same, skin. same. Yeah. Same okay. Thing. It's all foul. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I got the turkey dermis. Turkey yeah. Dermis. Holy hell, what were we talking about? Yeah, I scared there. Yeah, I know. My heart bounced out of my chest very quick. <laughs> Did you see her close it though? Yeah, oh, okay. but it was just the quickness of her popping out freaked me out. Pretty sure there was yeah. Like a, like, <laughs> pretty sure there was a dirty look involved. <laughs> no, she don't. Care. No, she was just reaching for the door. But man, that scared me for a quick second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, back to the episode. Yeah. So who done um, it? <laughs> oh yeah, Andy did. Oh yeah. So like like I said, she was able to tell me stuff about this house with just looking at a picture of the house, not knowing anything about it. Um. I know you guys watched uh, Kindred Spirits went there. Is there anything that uh, no? What we watched was actually we we thought we were watching like like highlights of it. It was just like an internal. It was like after the investigation, they kind of talked about it. Chip Coffee was there with them. Um, anyway, what, what it was was in this Kindred Spirits episode. One of the an investigator said that he got an EVP that said "kill" and they said his name. Um, and then after that, things happened to him. Like some of his family members got sick and some of them died. So he was kind of was like, I'm, I got cursed. Chip Coffee was there, and he was kind of there. He was like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some of your family. They're, they're saying, no, it's not you. It's coincidental. Yeah. <clears throat> Which sounds about right, yeah. It's like the breakup line from Seinfeld. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but going back to the, the, uh, the, the paranormal of, of, the whole, of the whole thing, you, what's your guys' opinion about the paranormal? Is it, is it from the killer? Is it from just... <clears throat> Where do you think the paranormal comes from? Why? Why is it? Because it seems like there's positive and negative. When I'm hearing, so, I'm there's positive and negative. There's still the kids there, and there's still like an evil entity there as well. Well, I think something was there already. It could have been there already. Uh, more things could have came since then, but the family being all killed together didn't cross over and just kind of stayed there in shock because they're getting bludgeoned in their sleep. 
Mm-hmm. Um, probably didn't realize they were dead for a while, running around the house together as spirits, maybe, uh, trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and who knows how much time has happened since then. And 110 years. 110 <laughs> since then. No, I mean, until they finally yeah. realize that they're dead, and that, then they start manipulating things and messing with the living. I think with it being such a traumatic experience and being such a violent crime, mm-hmm. um, if there wasn't something negative there before, it definitely found its way there after. Because of what the killer left behind, like the, the energy of the killer. I think just the negative residual energy um, mm-hmm. possibly I, brought I believe you in. leave energy. I believe you leave energy behind you. And, and you affect people with your energy. And so I think if this, this killer, you know, they're just, you know, they're an evil person, obviously. And they just kind of leave something, some of their evilness kind of behind or something. Think about being a spirit. Okay, you're there with your whole family and you're all dead and you're all just kind of staying there, choosing to stay at this home. And then some dark entity comes just moving in and you just kind of got to make room for it. Yeah, pretty much. What did you say? I said, yeah, pretty much. I, I, I don't know that there was necessarily something there beforehand. Right. Um, there's after watching these episodes, there's definitely something there now. Yeah. Think about uh, like Insidious. You know when your boyfriend Patrick Wilson goes <laughs> over to the other side, <laughs> into the further. Yes. Yes. And there's just like all these other entities popping up that weren't you know like other spirits that are all of a sudden there. Uh, you think they're? Oh man, I don't know. Is it be wild? It's, it's so wild. I think maybe something was drawn to the. Like said, the negative residual energy that was left from this violent, violent crime. Well, I just mean, imagine you being that, like, dying, and then that's kind of like what they're seeing is, as they're not knowing their spirits yet, and they're all of a sudden they're seeing other spirits just kind of wa- yeah, aimlessly wandering trip. around, and they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this house, again, it's, it's, it's over 100 years old because it was built, I don't know when, when it was built, actually, but... Well, they bought it in, like, 1903. Three, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, oh, so this home was pre-existing before they even moved right, into yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, and they were there for a few years. Or, know, yeah, they got married like eighteen ninety nine, and I think they moved in the house in like nineteen o three. Okay, I could be wrong. Who knows? But that sounds right. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, because they've been they've been like around their twenties. Then by the time they got married, that seems about right for that era. And then you know their their twenties there. Yeah, I, I find it fast. I, I, again, the thing that kind of threw me for the loop at the very last minute before we started recording was that the mirrors were covered. That I wasn't, I didn't hear that until last minute. I'm like, wait, why? Why would they cover all the mirrors and window? When you said window, I didn't hear the window. I just heard the mirrors. So you said that the uh, windows the were also the windows that didn't have blinds. They covered with clothes. Yeah, that one. That one I didn't. I didn't hear. It was all stuff so. that he got out of the like their dressers and stuff. It was all the the clothes from the Moore family. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so he spent some time there. He was there for a little bit. Yeah. How much time did he spend there before they left? Because I don't know what time um, the church activity... It was like 7 o'clock. It was about that time? It was about 7 o'clock, I believe. They got home between 9.30 and 10. Yeah, because it ended at 9.30. And the um, And this killer was in there before. The neighbor said she went to bed at uh, 8 o'clock. So there's a good hour and a half there where he could have easily snuck in. Snuck, yeah, snuck in. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, my mind is my mind is just kind of wandering now. Like, what was this person doing? Just trying to find a stakeout point, like, because the the attic was a really like an upper attic, or was the rooms also in the attic? No, it was just an attic. Just an attic. Hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting that this person just kind of staked out there, just kind of waiting. He's listening to them converse. They're going to bed, you know. Yeah, it's just it's just awkward. <laughs> yeah, it throws me for a loop. And now now there's yeah now there's a a dark entity that's in the house today. Still. Well, and I think some of these shows they think that the killer's still there. I I don't know that I believe that. The, what do you mean the killer? The, the spirit. The spirit of the killer. So the killer has you know who knows where they died at the, the, the killer and you and then they think that the they wouldn't spirit go back, back there no i don't think so because they probably have done it before you know they, they or after this probably wasn't their i don't know but i'm guessing this might not be their only murder probably not and so i don't know why they'd be at this one unless it was yeah 
Who knows uh, it seems to think that some of those investigators on other shows and stuff like that think that the killer is possibly still there. Because they did that, like, you know, like I said with the axe, where they're like, oh, if you still want to kill people, kill me. Drop the axe on my face. And the two sisters that they brought in, they used to live in the house. They mm-hmm. said that something there felt like it wanted to kill them. And so they're just, like, speculating that the, the killer is still in the house, like the spirit of the killer is still in the house. And to me, that just doesn't make any sense. No, that wouldn't make any sense to me as well. I think that either there is a, you know, there could be dark entity there, or the children themselves, maybe their spirits are starting to kind of turn into, like, just mad, angry that they were all killed and just kind of angry at everyone coming and bothering them, that maybe the, the kid spirits are starting to t- attack, like the Herman's going to get you. Maybe and he's scratching we should, people. Well, we should go and ask him. Let's go ask her. Are you annoyed that people are coming here and asking you questions? Like us? Like scratch, yeah, scratch. What's, what's with the house today? Because I don't think anyone's living in it, right? No, it's, no, it's, it's a, a, for you to investigate. It's set up. Oh, it's, it's actually, actually, yeah. Oh, it's, oh. You can, like, I think you can spend the night there. They do tours and stuff like that. Uh, the house cannot be torn down. It's It was made, historic it was put on site. the National Historic Registry or whatever. Um, so it's a historical landmark, um, which is such a weird thing to become a historical landmark for uh-huh. uh eight people true. were murdered here historical landmark <laughs> yeah that is true um but yeah i believe i know our friend like i said our friend dave looked into going to it a couple of years ago and then like COVID kind of hit so he wasn't able to go do you guys think that the reverend did it do you have any ideas of of, of uh who it was um no I don't either. It's easy to go with a reverend because he, he confessed twice or one and a half times. <laughs> just yes. beat into the second confession. Um, he gave really good details. I mean, his whole story is very awkward. Man. I mean, it well, could have been he... a hired kill. It might have been a hired kill. Yeah, I mean, it could have. It could have been. Um, whoever killed, like, so ordered there, there, it. It could have been, like, make them unrecognizable. It was, like, it was like two, two politicians. One, one was the one we talked about, Frank Jones, who said that, you know, him and Josiah worked together, and Josiah t- started another business and took a lot of his customers with him. And there's another politician who thinks Josiah had an affair with his same daughter. Politician. Was it the same one? Same guy. Yep, they think that he had a, oh, an yeah. affair with his daughter-in-law. Oh, yeah. So there was just a lot of bad blood between these two guys. Like, it was so bad. When they saw each other in the street, they just they ignored each other, basically, and just walked past. They wouldn't say hi. And they used to be, like, good friends when they worked together. The other politician was linked to another murder, uh, axe murder case. Gotcha. That's another poll. So yeah, so, so yeah, two politicians. Um, but they're all crooked. I don't care what party you're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it could have been a hired kill. Maybe somebody that's just really good at doing what they're doing. A politician would have money to. They'd know people. Yeah, they would know mm-hmm. people. And they're all crooked. I don't yeah. know. No, I think that's the most likely of scenarios is there was a hired kill. The politician mad because the guy took his business and possibly slept with his daughter-in-law. So hiring someone, I mean, it's, it's in, within the realm of possibility, in my opinion. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe the uh, bacon left out wasn't even a thing of the killers. Maybe just the mom left it out on purpose. In the bedroom? Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to cure this overnight. I'm going to put this in the guest bedroom overnight. So where all the bacon goes. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, That's an interesting story. This is my first time, actually. I, I mean, I think I've seen this episode of Ghost Adventures. Didn't piece it all together. It's, you know, it's an older episode. Yeah, it was <clears> like was, in their fourth season. Yeah. So towards the beginning. Yeah, season four, episode 12. Yeah, pretty interesting. I'll tell you what, the, the best evidence for me was was that door. Shutting. That door was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. You know, watching that again, I was like... That, that just be... didn't, like, slowly close. Like, it slammed shut. That must be one of the best... Those were the good... Uh, those were when those uh, Ghost Adventure episodes were really good. That's when they locked themselves in. Yeah, because they weren't, like, freaking out at things back then. They were actually being, like, real investigators where something would happen and they would just be like, oh, did you guys see that? And they would go over there and start checking it out. Mm-hmm. Where now they're going, oh my God! And like, oh, dude! 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 <laughs> oh, like in the opening credits when he's like freaking out and he's like slamming his fist on the wall because he was being, I don't know. Yeah. My favorite is like when he did Family Tree Restaurant and, you know, he starts like throwing the chairs around and acting all aggressive and I'm just watching this like, this is total bullshit. Yeah. It's, yeah. So those, those, those years, 
those episodes were great. On on the last episode, you guys talked about when you guys met the uh, ghost hunters people. Yeah. And that's how you guys kind of got into the paranormal was from that show. Yeah. It was actually the Ghost Adventures, the first episode they did when they were in Nevada. Um, and they were in that little hotel and they did investigate it. Yeah, well, that was their kind of like first documentary yeah. they did. That was like one of the first things I've seen. And that actually got me interested in paranormal. So, so Ghost Adventures is a little near and dear to my heart because they actually got me into it. Um, that, that, so that you're first the reason episode. why Zach just walked by because you weren't there. I know. Yeah, he was like, oh. DVO was here. I would have stopped. No, he he. I talked to DVO. He's my man, <laughs> number one fan. I'm his number one fan. <laughs> uh, All right, interesting story. Yeah, it interesting. Was, was a story. good episode. Well, should we call it? Yes. All right, guys. We'll go see. Don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. Want to see a dead body? <laughs> Ha! <laughs>